Welcome to For the Love of Books, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi everyone, welcome back to the North Lancashire Libraries podcast for the love of books. My name is Chris Wilson, the e-services librarian for North Lancashire Libraries. And for today's episode, I thought we'd take the little chance to focus a little bit on one of our libraries in particular. Um, and we're, we're going to head to Coatbridge Library and talk to the librarian there, Thomas Clark, who has been involved in lots of fantastic um, events that are that are kind of local to that uh, that library in particular, um, with one or two also kind of happening uh, a, a few other libraries too. But there's sort of loads of great stuff happening in the library, above and beyond all the sort of maybe kind of regular events that people can associate with libraries, such as like Bookbug, the national event for sort of zero to three, zero to four year olds, and also things like book. Uh, book groups and things like that too. So I thought I would catch up with Thomas to find out a little bit of things that are a little bit off the beaten track a little bit that you might not have heard of, you might not realise that libraries are doing or involved in and gives you a chance to find out a little bit about it and see if you're interested in coming along and taking part. So without further ado, here is Thomas to tell us a little bit more about various events that are happening or have happened recently in Cobra's Library. So Thomas, thank you for coming back on our podcast. I have you've been on it a few times now, so you're you're not new to this. Um, so I thought I'd get you on to talk a little bit about um, Cobridge Library because, um, like all our libraries, it's a pretty wonderful place to visit, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, is Chris. Uh, you know, and thanks so much for having me back on. Um, I've been working at Cobridge Library for eighteen months now, exactly a year and a half, and it is. It's 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 just a breath of fresh air. I'm, I love working here. I'm never I'm sorry to be here. Every minute that I spend here, I thoroughly enjoy. And I think that's true of everybody who works here and everybody, more importantly, who comes here to use our services, whether it's to borrow books or to use the computers or to participate in our events. I actually think it's a smashing library. And the, the only downside to Coatbridge Library is not enough people know about it because it's no quite as visible as some of our other libraries yeah. because we're part of the Buchanan Centre. So getting the word out about Coatbridge Library and letting people know what we do here and all the exciting stuff we've got, got getting on is is really important to us. Yeah, as library folk are quite passionate about our, our library services, aren't we? And, and it's always a good opportunity to promote them any way possible that we can find. So um, it's, it's good to get a chance to talk about a lot of the stuff that's going on. And most people um, will probably know about most of the kind of standard library events, things like Bookbug, um, which is a national uh, kids event for zero to four year olds um, and sort of book groups for adults and things like that sort of stuff. But I thought we'd maybe try and kind of catch up and chat about some of the kind of maybe maybe lesser known things that's going on in Coatbridge Library at the moment and or kind of in the recent past or in the in the, the coming months as well. So uh, and I thought we'd start off with uh, your community jigsaw that you've started doing there. The, the current one's a bit of a monster, isn't it? <laughs> I sure is. Well, we started, apparently this is something before my time, before the pandemic really, we used to routinely leave jigsaws out for, community jigsaws out for everybody to participate and put them together. And we've been doing that again for the last couple of months. We've been building up. We've been, you know, 250 piece, 1,000 piece, and they're <laughs> really super popular. Everybody, customers, staff, everybody loves them. And uh, Jenny, our library assistant, who, as you well know, participates in the other podcast, Bees Books, Jenny had been keeping her eye out for something, a bigger challenge. 
for mm. folk and she found one which is an <laughs> 8000 piece jigsaw that, that's incredible <laughs> it's, it is crazy like and when i first saw it you know jenny came in with it under her arm and i was like is it this normal is it the same size as a thousand piece but the pieces are really wee and she was like no it's normal size pieces but there's eight thousand of them and she's uh <laughs> she stuck together literally with tape stuck together two of her big tables measured it out and said this is going to fit this whole two table spread when it's done so i were uh we're the community and occasionally the staff are working together on getting this thing up and running we've done maybe about a thousand pieces of the middle uh, the whole jigsaw is what it is is it's a, a kind of i think it would have come out at the turn of the millennium it's a two it's a year 2000 jigsaw and round the sides <laughs> of it it's got going round and a kind of wee spiral towards the middle every 10 years it's got the most important event of that 10 years depicted in a wee cartoon wow. so starting with the year zero and going all the way up to the year 2000 so we've got the middle we've got the year 2000 we're putting together the wee bits and pieces outside the year 2000 so right now we're trying to get we've got um like the american declaration of independence is coming together we've got einstein's theory, you know it's einstein's theory relative not that's theory relative we've got einstein we've got is it mozart we've got mozart um we're putting together all these wee bits and pieces and we're trying to spread out from the middle so if there's anybody because this is like you say it's an absolute monster if there's anybody out there who's bored has got a few minutes hours days on their hands and doesn't yes. know what to do with it <laughs> i pop into Coatbridge library and give us a hand because we're getting there now but if to start with you know just finding one piece out of eight thousand and putting it in the right place could be half an hour's work could be three quarters of an hour's yeah. work now it's down to maybe about 10 15 minutes worth <laughs> We need all the help we can get. <laughs> it's fantastic, and and uh, we we have been sharing the kind of progress of how it's been going on so far on on our social media and things like that as well. And folk are really interested in seeing it, so, so we'll continue doing that. I think um, as, as we go on as well and see how uh, it progresses. Uh, I'm I'm just interested to see how long it'll take the North Lancashire community to to do an eight thousand pound eight thousand pound eight eight thousand piece jigsaw. Um, to, together uh, because I, I don't even, I don't even think I've ever seen a jigsaw as big as eight thousand pieces before. <laughs> no, I didn't know they existed, and as for how long it'll take, well, I can say hand on heart that we have people who are coming in to Coatbridge Library. In fact, the other day, um, we had somebody who was waiting outside before the library opened <laughs> to get in. They came in um, and they worked on that jigsaw from nine in the morning till I think maybe it was about three in the afternoon. I'm not sure if they had a lunch break, bless them. But we've got people who are coming in specifically to work on that jigsaw for hours on end. Aye, so if so, we've certainly got the man hours getting put into it. I don't know how many man hours it'll take. But <laughs> I, I, I was really, uh, I was really genuinely surprised whenever you sent me the one of the first. Kind of updates of how much you had that had been done on it, because because I genuinely thought it would take quite a long, long time. But like say the the whole the kind of two thousand section in the middle has been completed now, mm-hmm. um and and that alone I thought would take ages. Um, so it was quite impressive. It only kind of probably took about a week to get that first kind of part done. So uh-huh. well done, uh-huh. well done to everyone who has taken part in that. If you're listening and you have put together one of those pieces in Coatbridge Library, well done to you and, and keep on going. So. <laughs> that's good moving on from the jigsaw um Cobras library also offers um a group called tiny tales as well it's aimed at a little bit a slightly older age from Bitbug, but it's every bit as much as fun as as that as well can you tell us a little bit more about tiny tiny tales for us 
Oh, I sure, sure, absolutely. And um, well, Jenny and Parry from Bees Books podcast, they're the, the architects of Tiny Tales. And where the idea for that came from, I think was, well, probably partially just an excuse to do dinosaur themed stuff because they're right into the dinosaurs. <laughs> but the other reason I think is because when kids become too old for book bug, which it eventually they do, regretfully, but when kids become too old for book bug, we don't really have obvious things to from graduate to from yeah. there. And we don't have obvious things that are kind of book bug adjacent. So what Parry and Jenny do with Tiny Tales is something that's like book bug, very like book bug, but for a, a wee bit of an older audience. So, you know, there's singing, there's rhymes, there's reading out stories, there's physical activity. It's very, very much like book bug, but just scaled up for kids that are maybe that wee bit older, you know, four plus really. Yeah. And it's going really well. There's, because as you know, book bug is so popular hugely popular with, yeah. with across all libraries not just Coatbridge you know hugely popular with, with young people and with their parents and uh, adults and so it's a shame when people become too old for that and there's a chance they're just going to drift away and never come back to the library yeah. you know it yeah. happens it can happen so we want to give people a reason to keep coming after they're you not know, too old for book bug are you ever okay. too old for book bug I mean maybe so, maybe no but Tiny Tales then is kind of almost like graduating primary school and moving on to high school a little bit. For exactly, <laughs> exactly. Aye, it's it's like it's like book bug. It's like book bug, but just a wee bit more sophisticated. <laughs> Fantastic, and and I know um, from some of the stuff that uh, Jenny has sent in the past about Tiny Tales, it does look really fun, and there are there is also the occasional dinosaur thrown in there for for any dinosaur fans as well, which are, most kids are about that age. Uh, there's there's usually a little bit of an interesting dinosaur, so I'm I'm looking <laughs> back. To, I should sorry, Chris. I should to, say before, unless I make it sound like it's just totally dinosaur dominated. No, Every week is uh, <laughs> a different theme, so the, there'll be one week where the the theme is dinosaurs, and yeah, all the songs and rhymes and stories will be about dinosaurs. But there'll be another week where the theme is space or some you know something else that kids are. Kids are very interested in space. I'm surprised by how much kids are interested and yeah. in, still interested in space. That's something that I thought had maybe faded away over time. But no, we used our kit books about the, the galaxy are always in demand. Yeah, no, I think I think there's there's always I think there's those kid topics are a bit timeless for kids. I think like like dinosaurs, space, and I think there, there's always kind of cartoons and and TV shows and things like that and books, of course, that kind of reinforce that kind of that that kind of interest all the time for them. So I think it's a, a but they're always a bit timeless and always kind of capture the imagination a little bit of the kids as well. So it's good to see that's kind of that's that kind of there there is that kind of little kind of new. Um, session at Cobridge for for anyone who's kind of a little bit too old now for for book bug but still got something to come along to the libraries as well now one of the most interesting thing i think kind of one-off events that we've done quite recently has been some live streams of the edinburgh international book festival events and after we bit of an unfortunate start to the ones that we had planned to do um there, we had a couple of really great events from that didn't we I know that's absolutely right. I built the, the unfortunate start, of course, was the very first event we planned on doing. And as far as I'm aware, this is the first time we've done this in North Lanarkshire libraries think, at all. I think so. Yeah. Aye, so this would have been the very first event that we'd done like this was going to be Judy Murray's event about her new uh, tennis themed novel. And unfortunately, it got postponed and we weren't able to stream the, the rescheduled event because of conflicts with other things. 
So that yeah, they were all built up to have this event and then it didn't happen. But then the first event we did have was Kezia Dugdale and Wesley Riddick talking about uh, Wesley Riddick's new book and about Scottish politics. And it went really well. And we had a good we had a good uh, good number of people along for that. But the third event, or what would have been the third event, the second event was Liz Lockhead, who obviously is one of our, our local patrons. One, one of our own. Ah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> one of our favourite um, daughters. And so we had a, a, I was totally stowed out for the Liz Lockhead event. And I wasn't sure because obviously you think, well, people don't always, people think poetry maybe isn't that popular or important mm-hmm. nowadays. You don't know what kind of audience you're going to get. But the, you could see from the event itself that it was absolutely rammed. And here at Cope Bridge, we hardly had a, a seat to spare. So I, we were really pleased with how the live streams went. And it was something we'd spoke to Edinburgh Book Festival because obviously, you know, they're doing the whole thing. We didn't want to yeah. try to step on their toes. We said, look, is it okay if we stream these events for our communities? And they were really keen. They were really enthusiastic. They were like, yeah, that'd be great. And we'll, we'll make sure that you get a wee shout out for doing that. And so we thought, well, no, everybody can get to Edinburgh for one thing. It's yeah, so busy, you know, it's really stressful just to get there during the, the festival. It's really stressful to get there and to be there. As yeah. it turned out, both the events, the Kezia Dugdale and the Liz Lockhead event were sold out. So if you weren't fast, you were last. You know, a lot of the people yeah. who came to our event said they'd wanted to go in person, but they hadn't been able to because they hadn't been able to get tickets. And of course, no, everybody's got the internet or a computer or the technical know-how to be able to live stream these things at home. And yeah. last of all, like, there's something, you know, the, the whole point of the festival is to meet and to engage with and to be part of something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And so I don't think this live streaming experience is the same if it's just you in your house with your yeah. laptop on your knee. Uh-huh. And I think that it really brought something to, to have 10, 15 people in one room together watching the event the same way they would have done if they'd been physically yeah. there. So it's definitely something I think we'll do next year. Yeah, yeah, and and actually think thinking about it a little bit like that kind of that thinking about the kind of smaller setting of it with maybe kind of like say maybe ten or so folk in in Coat Bridge, it maybe lends itself better a little bit as well to kind of having like a wee kind of chat about it and things like that as well because you probably maybe not get a, a kind of sold out big big event in Edinburgh, um, so it might be a bit kind of just get, obviously you can't talk to. To the 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 author or whatever uh, the presenter and things like that, but but just amongst themselves, they could have like a kind of discussion about about the event or what's been brought up at it and things like that as well, um, oh, which is kind of a, a unique kind of part to the event. Ah, uh, you don't go to a Les Lockhead event with 400, 500 people. Who knows how many were there? It looked about 400 and expect to make a new pal. That's not what you go there for. But if you come to an event like this, like you say, and there's 10 people there, 15 people there, a lot of people were coming to the events with a couple of friends, but there were people who were coming on their own as well. And mm-hmm. so they were, you know, afterwards there was conversation, there was animated conversation sometimes, you know, both the events yeah. that we screened were really, really thought-provoking and, and there was discussion and everybody really enjoyed it. And I think there were people coming from far field, well, it's far field by Coat Bridge standards <laughs> anyway. Yeah. We had people coming up down from Cumbernauld and up from Motherwell for this. So people new faces that we've never seen in Coat Bridge Library. We might know again until next year or, or whatever, but it's always great to have new people here. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and like you say, there's something that we can kind of look to do again in the future if, if there are any kind of live streamed events for any of the kind of big major national events that are about, we can kind of look to maybe possibly do that and and bring those events a little bit closer to, to North Lanarkshire, which is always great. Absolutely. That's now something that we could have done. You know, there's not been many positive things that have come with the pandemic, but that is one of them, the opening up of events, literary events particularly, to live streaming. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it is good to be able to kind of use that technology and kind of bring bring it into the library and kind of get used to that thing. And and one one of the uh, we'll move on to kind of one of the things that you have also kind of recently sat up in um, Coatbridge, and we've also got one now in Cumbernauld as well. Um, you were recently at um, the Salts Conference, and for um, non-library people, they might not know what that is. It's basically a chance for librarians to all meet up in a big place and talk about all the fantastic things that happen in, in uh, libraries all across Scotland and share ideas and things like that sort of stuff and chat about how cool libraries are basically um, and uh, shout out to the Salop Scotland team who do a great job at setting these conferences up and, and allowing librarians to kind of share the ideas. You, you got a chance to go along this year I've not been here for a couple of years now, unfortunately. Um, and but I think this year you got to find out a little bit more about Warhammer clubs, and um, and you have since started one at Coatbridge. So, what sort of activities can um, anyone come along to the the Warhammer club at Coatbridge, and also the one at Cumber Cumbernauld as well? Um, expect to find whenever they come along to that. I I know to be that was one of the things I was really looking forward to at the conference because Dundee libraries do a load of stuff around Warhammer and tabletop gaming and Dungeon Dragons that kind of thing and that's something that I've been really keen to do here because there are places like there are places that have got dedicated spaces or dedicated shops that are all about Warhammer or all about tabletop gaming and Cobridge. Yeah. And I think Cumbernauld don't have those kind of spaces. So I thought it was something that would be really, really good to be able to offer here. So what we do is, uh, if you're... Warhammer sounds quite big and intimidating, but it's really, no, there's like different levels <laughs> of rules. So I'd never, you know, I hadn't played Warhammer since I was a kid and I still haven't really played Warhammer much, but there's very basic rules going all the way up to quite advanced rules. So don't get put off if you think, oh no, it's war game and it's far too hard, it's far too complicated. We are not playing it at this super complicated level. We are playing at quite a basic level. So I, what we do is we put together the actual figures. You get your wee, you know, figures of space marines and orcs and stuff. We've got <laughs> a whole wee of them, we've got like 50 odd of them that have been putting together as a group over the last few weeks. We're painting them as well. We've got no, I should say nobody has to bring along their own stuff. And Warhammer is quite an expensive hobby. I get that. It's super expensive sometimes. But everything that we do is provided free of charge. It's free to come. It's free to participate. It's free to do everything. Nothing costs any money. So I, we've been painting the models, which is um, quite a quite an experience. <laughs> if you're if you've got fine motor skills and real attention to detail, you know, a very good eye for detail, then it's great. If like me, you're you're just you know a, a bit of a, a lumbering footer then you're it's a lot harder. on anyway. <laughs> it's swapping on anyway. <laughs> I, the, the young people are obviously they've got great attention. So you know they're doing the wee the wee but you know they're not just dunking the whole thing in blue. They're doing the badges in different colours and then the, the details on the badges and stuff. So aye so we're putting things together. We're painting them and we're playing Warhammer most importantly. 
And Warhammer's uh, like I say, it's a tabletop game and it's a tabletop game, it's a war game. It's what there's two different Warhammers. There's Warhammer 40k and Warhammer Age of Sigmar. And Warhammer 40k is the one that's set in space, and that's the one I think most people know. Um, Warhammer Age of Sigmar is the kind of fantasy one with orcs and whatnot. And we're learning the rules together. That's that's the most important thing. Like I say, we're playing with the more basic rules, but even that's something you have to learn. And we're helping really to We've got a mixture of people who are totally new to the game. Like we've got people who've never played Warhammer at all. We've got young people who know the game pretty well, but have struggled to find other people to play with. We've got a lot of people who've heard the Warhammer. Like apparently, there's a, the kids at our group have been telling me that there's going to be a a TV series of Warhammer, well, a Netflix series of Warhammer with Henry Cavill, who apparently Henry Cavill's a big Warhammer fan, a big Warhammer oh, player. Yeah. So apparently that's something that's going to be happening. Since Warhammer is quite famous outside of being a game, and a yeah. lot of people hear about it and then find out that it's a game and want to learn the game. So I that's what we're doing. Um, we're playing. The, we're building up slowly. We started off with wee skirmishes with just one or two people aside. We're now working our way up. We last last week we had ten aside with ten orcs versus ten space marines. No, ten high. High versus ten space marines. We're going to keep building up and building up until we've got a whole war. It's about the size of our 8,000 piece jigsaw, you know, that's tables full of this stuff. Fantastic. I hope we've got enough tables for at Bridge for all these fantastic table events that we've got going on. I know. I know. <laughs> tables are like hen's teeth here, you know, people are fighting. Because <laughs> as well as the 8,000 piece jigsaw, we've still got our smaller jigsaws, I should say, just in case anybody fancies doing a jigsaw, but is a bit intimidated by the idea of devoting their whole life to it. So we're still doing smaller jigsaws. And actually, that's another thing I should probably mention, Chris, that I think a few other libraries are doing, not just us, but we've also recently started offering a few board games for people to play when they're coming in. So we've got a a table that's got chess and drafts and Connect Four and Guess Who, a couple of other games, if anybody fancies coming in. They're they're actually very popular. People forget how much they know about drafts and chess. You know, everybody, everybody vaguely knows how to play them forgets all about it and then suddenly really interested in it again when they see a drafts board. Yeah, and that's one of the great things I think about libraries recently that is, is kind of allowing people to come play either kind of these proper tabletop games like Warhammer or or the kind of sort of more um, traditional games like, like chess and, and drafts and things like that. It just, it's just it's nice to kind of just provide that space for people to come in and and just relax and have a bit of fun and and enjoy playing the, these games. And Warhammer in particular, I think, is one of these things. Is there's lots of aspects to it that uh, as a hobby that, that you can, if you if you enjoy painting, there's that as part of it. If you enjoy the actual playing the game part, there's that. There's also lots of Warhammer books if you. You want to kind of enjoy the kind of storyline behind the the idea and things like that. So there's lots of aspects to it as well. No, that's absolutely right, and that's one of the joys of being able to provide the the Warhammer Club because there's so much to it. And like you say, no, everybody's going to be interested. And some people might prefer the painting figures to play in the game. So there's yeah. people out there that people might prefer collecting. People might prefer getting into the mythology. And we've got magazines that we give away to the new members of the club that have got a lot about the mythology and the backstory of Warhammer and got wee short stories in them about the, the space marines and whatnot. So there's so much to it, aye. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And 
Moving on a little bit as well from that, uh, bring it back to, to books a little bit as well. Um, uh, is that Cobra is also a place that we have where you can go and join our shared reading group. Um, some people might not fully really understand what shared reading is, so I thought I'd give you a chance to kind of really kind of give, give a wee overview of what that is and what the, the group is about and things like that as well. Sure. Well, like most libraries, we run book groups here at Coatbridge and book groups are great. Book groups are, our book groups are really popular and they bring people together. But some people are put off book groups because they don't think they've got the time to commit to reading a whole book. And obviously, if you don't or if it's a book you don't particularly, you're scared of reading a book you don't particularly enjoy or, or whatever, people feel like they can only go to the book group if they've read the book. And if they kind of commit to reading the book, that means they kind of be part of the book group, which isn't true, obviously, but that's how people can sometimes feel. So shared reading is a bit like book group, but without the commitment of having to read stuff in between times. We get together, we uh, we read through together as a group, some short stories or poems or recently we've been doing play extracts. Nobody has to read out loud if they don't want to, of course, Mm -hmm. but everybody's encouraged to read at least a bit out if they feel like they're up to it. Nobody's doing any reading beforehand. Nobody's doing any prep beforehand. We're all just coming in, coming completely fresh to these stories and poems and plays and reading them out together and having a wee blether about them. Nothing massively in depth. A lot of the time it's stuff that is totally new to everybody there. Or sometimes do old favourites, you know, do the, the poems that everybody remembers from their childhood or a short story that everybody's read. But a lot of the time it'll be something that's totally new. And we have a wee blether about it. And the main thing really is the community aspect of it, the social aspect of it. It's um something that I think that a lot of the people who come to our shared reading group really value it for a structured way to meet and see other people who've got similar interests to them but without yeah. having to devote hours of reading time beforehand or afterwards because everybody feels a wee bit kind of weird about coming to a group and saying oh a book group and saying oh I haven't read the book um but I'm still going to talk anyway you know you, you yeah. do feel like it kind of disqualifies you from having an opinion or saying anything <laughs> if you haven't read the yeah. book and shared reading is not like that you know everybody just rocks up you read the story there and then with everybody else. If you want to read it out a bit yourself, you can. If you don't, you don't have to at all. And afterwards, everybody's got something to say about it. Everybody's got an equally valid opinion. So I, I, it's brilliant. I really enjoy it. And I really enjoy the opportunity to hear what other folk in the group like reading and what they enjoyed and didn't enjoy and what yeah. they would like to see more of in the future. I- I think it does sound like a, a great session and, and like you say, it does kind of take away that that sort of um, fear factor of not having finished the book and things like that if you're from a traditional um, book. I mean, I know I, as somebody that, that actually used to, to lead a book group in one of the libraries, whenever I hadn't got finished but I felt terrible about trying to, <laughs> especially being the host, <laughs> turning up going, I'm sorry guys, I haven't finished this book, uh, but, uh, and then try to, try to kind of lead a conversation about it. But uh, so having that kind of be the ability to go and, and read the book at the set or, or the story, uh, short story at the session, and then everyone's at the same pace, everyone's at the same place, and and they, then they, they get to kind of have that we chat about it and stuff like that. So it's like a, a really great wee event to, to come along to, especially if you do um, struggle to kind of find time at home to kind of put to, together hours to to read a, a whole entire novel. It's, it's gives them somebody still the opportunity to enjoy a bit of reading in the library 
and almost like a kind of mini version of a, a, a book group, but almost um, in, in a kind of short kind of spell, which is really, really, really nice. And it gives us the opportunity as well, I think, to read something totally new or to experience something totally new without having to make a huge commitment to it. You know, there's there's so many great authors out there, classic books that we've heard about that we all think we should have read and mm. we're probably never going to read and none of us would want to commit to a thousand you know nobody's nobody this would want to commit to reading a thousand page novel by dostoevsky if we weren't <laughs> sure if we were going to like it but we can all yeah. commit to coming along to a wee group like shared reading and reading a five minute short story by dostoevsky and the worst that can happen is we don't really like it. it's no for us the best that can happen is we say this is good i'm going to have a go at that thousand page novel yeah uh-huh. yeah but it's, it's almost like you know so maybe kind of view it like that, like a, almost like a taster session for for uh, for authors to kind of see if you if you fancy kind of go reading a little exactly. bit more into their works and things like that, which is nice. Um, now, as we mentioned earlier on a little bit, there is a few Dino Mad staff at uh, Coatbridge Library, um, and as you mentioned, they are led probably mostly by the Bees Book podcast hosts Jenny and Parry, um, who are pretty dino mad as far as from what i can tell you've now got uh, your own dinosaur member of staff called daisy haven't you <laughs> <laughs> we do have a well we didn't know she was called daisy until relatively recently actually <laughs> but yeah we've got a dinosaur some people some people chris and i'm not going to point fingers but some people are saying it's actually a member of staff dressed up as a dinosaur but you and i know better it's an actual mm-hmm. dinosaur member of yeah. staff Mm-hmm. in Coatbridge Library and we <laughs> that poor dinosaur had no name to begin with so we had a competition to, uh, with our, amongst our younger and sometimes older customers to determine a, a name for that dinosaur and just recently we unveiled Daisy as the, the name of the dinosaur but we got so many good suggestions that we thought well maybe Daisy's got a relative so we th- think that we're going to be in, we're going to be employing another second dinosaur in the not too distant future so there'll be there'll be news about that i imagine and a few photos going up on social media over the next wee while when we finally lure our second dinosaur member of staff wow. into Coatbridge library fantastic and and uh, with with october week rapidly approaching um Jenny did slip to me a little bit that Coatbridge Library are going a bit dinosaur, dinosaur mad with a bit of a dinosaur themed week mm-hmm. for that, isn't they? So I know you guys are still probably planning a little bit of that but at this point, but is there any kind of sneak previews as to what might be coming along for Dinosaur Week at Coatbridge Library during October week? Oh, I've kind of sworn to secrecy on this, but I do know that certainly from the past, from the kinds of things we've done with themed weeks in the past, I know that there'll be dinosaur themed crafts will probably be dinosaur themed book bugs things i would imagine there'll be dinosaur themed tiny tales i think there'll be a lot of there's a lot of this kind of stuff that we do over the course of the year but dinosaur themed but i can't say, <laughs> i cannot confirm or deny what exactly those things are going to be until later the time but i know one thing i do know and i can confirm is that they're going to be a lot of fun Fantastic. That sounds fantastic. And we look forward to finding out a little bit more about what will happen with Dinosaur Week during October week at Coldbridge Library. I'm I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic time um, for all the kids to come along to it and get involved in during that week. 
Um, Thomas, it's been fantastic to hear about all this, the fantastic things that's going on recently and, and still happening at Cobridge Library. Um, thank you for coming along and telling us all about it. It's um, And everyone, I'm sure there's a wee bit in there for all ages really to kind of get involved in and come along and hopefully try something new at the library. Well, thanks very much, Chris. Well, there you have it, guys. There has been loads of great stuff happening in Cobridge Library recently. If you love jigsaws, get along and take part in the massive community jigsaw that you guys have got going on down there. There's also the, all the great things such as the Warhammer Club or shared reading events. And also you can look forward to Dinosaur Week during October week as well. That sounds like it's going to be a fab time for any kids that love dinosaurs. And I'm sure there are tons of you guys out there who have got kids who love dinosaurs. I know that my kids are dinosaur crazy and I'm sure there's plenty of other kids out there that are as well. Other news from some, uh, some other activities that are happening throughout some of the libraries. We have got a whole host of new tricks events happening at both Cumbernauld and Airdrie Library at the moment. Uh, if you do visit our website at culturenl.co.uk slash libraries slash watch dash on dash libraries. I know that's a bit of a mouthful, but you'll find it there. And if you just check out for what, go to the website, look for the what's on page in the library section and you'll find it. And there's lots and lots of great events happening both at Cumbernauld and in Airdrie for the new tricks event over the next little while. Code Club is also back in some of our libraries. You can check out that and see if your little ones want to get involved in that. There's clubs at Cobridge and Motherwell and Wishaw at the moment about to kick off. And they are fantastic opportunities for kids to come along for sort of age 7 to 12 is the recommended age for that and it's a great chance to come along and learn some basic coding um they get to create little animations and their own little kind of fun games and stuff like that as part of the clubs it's a great experience to kind of do and a great skill for them to kind of learn as well over the next little while too coming up very soon as well as national playlist day and for that we will have a special podcast going out the day after playlist day and we will also be launching a new playlist for national playlist day as well so watch out for that and do submit your songs to that as well um i think it may be for your favorite song but we'll check back in near the time to make sure that that's definitely the playlist that we do and you can submit your song for that on the playlist page on our what's on section on the library uh, website too so that's another thing to check out other than that, <clears throat> we have joined Threads as well. Um, anyone who is a social media junkie, a bit like myself, will have jumped onto Threads as well. So do check out our usual username, LibriesNL, to follow us on Threads as well and get your social media library news straight to your new Threads feed as well. So go and check out that too. That's all for me for now, guys. Do watch out for the next Bees Book Edition coming out next week and check out any of the past episodes of the podcast as well. If you have missed any too, they are all worth listening to and we appreciate every single one of you listeners. If you have enjoyed this episode, do leave us some feedback using our hashtag, hashtag FLBpodcast or by dropping us a wee email to librarypodcast at northland.co.uk. And until next time, it's bye for me.